Welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. We got no Mikey V. He's on vacation this week, but we do have Mr. Joseph Cold Cuts up there. I'm the big ticket, and um, welcome back. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube and on the Instagram. And uh, Joey D, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about. We're down a guy. It feels um, like we're just like in a bye week here. We're just sure we're does. just really trying to put something together <laughs> here at all angles. And you know what? Good on us because in the past, this would have absolutely True. been a week we would have taken off. True. We would have we would have flown as the crow flies past yeah. this thing, and we would not have put anything out. And you know what? We're we're different. This is a sportsman now. It's a it's a different it's a different podcast. You make sure it happens. We'll find out real quick if we should have just skipped the week. <laughs> we Watch got reviews are the absolute all time <laughs> low on this episode. All right, but one I thing I do want to feels like we're running it back, man. It's like the it old does. days, man. That's right. It's me and you. We got a little more heavy well, lifting. Why a third guy we can lean why on? Why a podcast without Mikey V in here giving his his opinion? I tell you that much. Yeah, I was going to ask Jet to hop on with us, but he was in a sour mood this morning. So I was like, the let Jet, me just, so, I'm yeah. not even going to ask him. So the Jet is doing, I mean, I'm sure we can share this right with the, with the viewers. The Jet is doing a current intermittent fasting, which which I've done before. And and quite frankly, it does work. It's very successful. But what he's doing is he doesn't eat between, unless it's between the hours of 2 p.m. and 10 o'clock p.m. Um, which means that like in the morning, you're getting a little bit of a Ruly, a little Riley jet. And he, I, I don't know what time, I think he was saying at 12 o'clock, so at noon, he has his first cup of coffee. He doesn't have anything before then. And that kind of gets the ball rolling. So when you see the jet these days, pre-noon, pre-coffee, he is, he is an amped up individual, which by the way, he might have been exceptionally good on this podcast today because he would have been, for our Who's a Problem section, he probably would have had 15 guys that he would have been able to rattle <laughs> off, you know, for all intents and purposes. But, yeah, we love you, Jet. Um, always fun when we can get him on. Um, I'm already yeah. working on th- cup number three of coffee, just straight black. I mean, I'm already Are on this, three. This, this is number one here. Number one, how many, how, how many do you have a day? How many? I typically, you I used to be a guy who, no joke, I would have anywhere between twelve and fourteen cups of coffee. Holy throughout shit. the whole day, and and it wouldn't affect me. I could sleep. I could have one at nine p.m. and I'd still fall asleep at ten. But now I've really tried to cut it back. I just don't need it, and um, I, I try to do no more than three. So I'm on three right now. Um, You're doing more than three today. <laughs> but talking about consuming, um, let's, you know, one thing I did want to dive into that I was a little excited to talk to you about. It would have been nice if Mikey V was here due to what he just went through last week. Yeah. But I want to talk about Joey Chestnut and the eating contest. This guy is just cruising now. He he used to set records every time he went out there. I think the biggest one he ever had was 76 hot dogs. Um, but no, he's he's down to 62. was it 76? Yeah, he's he's on cruise control. Now. Yeah, 2021, he ate like 76 hot dogs, and every year he would always one up himself, he'd always get one more in that time 10 minute time uh limit. But now he's just like, fuck it, dude, I can eat 60, cruise on this thing, and still win by 20. Fucking hot he still dogs. has the world record, he doesn't need to break his own. No, he doesn't need to break his own. But what I, I... did, well, yeah, you give me your thoughts here first. What do you think about that? I, um, I don't know, man. I was in Vegas. I was talking to a buddy from the Golf Fathers, and he was telling me that he made a boatload of money betting every single um, hot dog contestant, betting the under. <laughs> and I, I thought it was very interesting because 
hey, you you hear about Joey Chestnut, you know, 62 was way under. I think I think projected the over under was 72 and a half this year. Mm-hmm. And um, so I mean 10, 10 under. Um, and but you don't hear collectively about all the other guys who failed to live up to like I guess their expectation. Um, I think there's a couple things. First, there was like a huge delay. Like they thought that they were going to maybe have to cancel it at one point because of all the, I think there was like a weather rain delay and they didn't know if they're mm-hmm. going to do it mentally preparing for something like this. And now ticket you've, you've rode along with us when we've done some of our food challenges. It's very daunting. Like going into it, you know, that and I'm not comparing what we do on Bob to sports food challenges to what these guys are doing by no means, but I'm saying it's like, you are aware that you're about to consume a large amount of food and mentally you're trying to prepare your body for it. So I would imagine people don't think this, and I'm just wondering if you would agree with this or not, but just the fact that they had to delay the event Mm -hmm. and postpone it and weren't sure if they were even going to get to do it this year and then come out rushed last second and fire it out. To me, that makes a lot of sense because then you're having to like, rehype yourself up after downtime like i'm sure coming out of the gates these guys were ready to fire you know then it's delayed i think it was delayed for at least one or two hours and then you're sitting downtime and then you gotta amp yourself back up to come back out there and and annihilate this stuff and it's you know people think it's a joke but what these, these guys are doing is they're pushing their bodies to the limit like quite literally so i think that that played a huge part in in all of these guys underwhelmingly like not point. succeeding um that being said yes i do agree i think that this guy is so much better than the field you know who was the last guy who won it was uh kobayashi Kobe kobayashi kobayashi why did i kimo sabe oh god yeah i knew it was a k kobayashi but like since then i mean this guy had joey chestnuts has absolutely run away with 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 like I, I don't really tune in too much, but you see him every single year win. It seems like for the last decade. Oh, I tune in every year. It's it's one of Do the you best. Really? One of the best events. I used to watch with my dad all the year, and I remember the year <laughs> that Joey Chestnut came in, and it was like Ken Kobayashi fend off this young phenom, Joey Chestnut. And I mean, quite honestly, I haven't seen Kobayashi ever since. I mean, Joey Chestnut just ran away. He was embarrassed. With the competition. But I'll say this to your point is that I, like almost a year ago, I did the hot dog eating contest on the Burnley Dumb Show. And if you, if Bob had delayed me like like half an hour, there is something about your mind and your stomach being in, you know, congruity with yeah. each other, like in sync and like you're ready. It's, it's, there is a mental aspect to it. So I can't even imagine, you know, having been delayed an hour, the hot dogs are starting to get cold now. Yeah, it's already it's just... cold with the rain. It's like, I, but I not can't even imagine. that. Think about with the rain, like the setup is all wet and you have to change. Like it's, you're not, you're yeah. not operating at premium. It sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous, but these guys were not operating at premium conditions, like where they would probably be really in their element. It'd be like, you know, it's like a rain delay in baseball, you know, then you got to put the tarp out. Then all the guys go back in Lord knows what they're doing in the, in the locker room, just hanging out. And then, you know, the rain delay ends, you got to just get back in and mentally reinstate yourself. So you're ready to go play a game. That's, I mean, anytime you do anything, you got to be mentally ready. I mean, like even think when you go to the doctor and they stick the needle in you, like imagine if he just fucking stuck it in you and you got to get ready. He's like, all right, I'm about to do it. (laughs) You know, and you're like mentally, you gotta be like, okay, I'm fucking ready. 
And, um, you know, so anything with your body. So imagine when you're pushing your stomach to the limits and, and what Mikey V said when he ate that burger the other day. So Mikey V, if you didn't watch, he ate this fucking burger in like six minutes and a pound of fries. It was like five, five patties. patties and, yeah. and afterwards he was talking about how it was all lodged in this upper region and nothing was getting digested. That that's the worst feeling you could possibly yeah. ever have. And I can't imagine what, yeah, so it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, how he many did hot get... dogs did you put down when you did your your your? Um, That's challenge? a great question. I think I did thirteen. I think I did yeah. thirteen. In what? In... It was in twelve minutes, like fifteen minutes. Yeah, twelve or fifteen minutes. I, uh, it, it's tough. I don't know how, dude. Sixty-two. I mean, the record is seventy-six. Seventy-six hot dogs. That's that's absurd. It's 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 just a. Uh... I did when we did nine holes and nine hot dogs. And keep in mind now, these were like you, you saw, yeah, I mean, you guys had big the bread that was crazy. brioche buns yeah. and big ass like brats. But after doing the ninth one and trying to golf, it was just mentally, <laughs> yeah. it's exhausting. And I think the thing is, physically, like the first few, you're powering through, like mentally, you're like, I got this. It's when you get to that like mid level threshold where you know, it's starting to suck and you're yeah. only like halfway of what you're projected to do. And mentally you have to get yourself to accept that point and still keep lodging these things down. That is the worst part. Just accepting that and knowing how much further you have to go. I I tip my cap to these guys. They're putting their bodies through it. It's to, to eat even 50 hot dogs in is, is, is astounding. It's absolutely ridiculous so the and reason I, frankly, I, I think i'm glad you brought it up because i wouldn't talked about it but so the reason i did bring it up other than you know what happened and it's there's almost nothing else to talk about is i was reading up on his stats and what he has done so just three months prior to this hot dog eating contest in april chestnut won a Cadoba world burrito eating championship where he consumed ah. 14 and a half burritos in 10 minutes just three months before the fucking hot dog eating contest. And back in 2021, he ate 16 pounds of pumpkin pie in eight minutes. I mean, this guy's sick. This guy is sick. This guy, this guy is the meaning of gut rot. <laughs> I mean, this guy's stomach is absolutely taking a beating. You got to imagine that this has to affect him down the line. I mean, he's got to be looking at some. I'm sure he does all the things to keep his body in shape, but you just can't eat like this and, and be okay at at 60. You just can't. Uh, he uh, the crazy thing is, he's a pretty in shape guy. He is. Yeah. Like it's not like if you saw him walking down the street, you'd be like, yeah, that guy probably goes to the gym. You know, you wouldn't think he's eating eight pounds of fucking pumpkin pie. That's that's outrageous. We got to move on. Well, we got to, I know we're slim pickings, but we got to move on here, Tick. But it's we the same thing move. with like Christian Bale, though. Like, do you think when he does that thing where he loses 100 pounds or whatever to do a role and then he puts 100 of muscle back on, do you think we're going to lose this guy at 55? I mean, well, look at Matthew McConaughey for that Dallas Buyers Club. The guy good. looked like he was a freaking stick or even Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker role. I mean, yeah. dude, this guy literally, you could see his ribs. Were like it, it was it was it was disgusting and and by the way they say the camera adds 10 pounds and i stick to that all the time because it does <laughs> <laughs> so much this guy was literally inverted like i mean yeah. i don't know it's something about the body it's it's pretty wild like what you can do um and again these guys 
I think ticket. If if somebody told you that you had an opportunity to star in as a lead role in an, in a movie where you would get paid fifteen million dollars, but you had to lose a hundred and twenty pounds, could you do it I'm in like be a matter of like you, four I'd months? Put, I'd put all of my efforts towards it. I don't think I could lose hundred and twenty <laughs> pounds. I think like, I could put on 120 pounds. Okay, say, say, okay, we won't ask you what you weigh right now, but say like 80 pounds. You had to lose like almost 100 pounds. Because like for me, I'm yeah. I'm like I'm like in the 230 to 240 range. If I had to lose like 80 pounds to go down to like 150 or like 155, like bro, <laughs> could you imagine? That's like a half of me. I think you could do it, but I think your mind would be so messed up from losing all that weight. There's no way you could even then do the the role. So the fact that these guys do wow, that. Wow, but $15 million tick? I know, man. <laughs> I mean, I think we're sacrificing years off these guys' lives for great performances when, we, when we're talking about like fucking walking fiend i mean christian bale's not gonna live past 60 there's Which, no way did christian bale do that for the fighter was it or well the did... fighter he lost a lot but there was one where he like played this guy who didn't sleep at all i forget it was it was called like insomniac or something it was called like um i don't know but his character wasn't sleeping and you could see his it was very similar to the joker character you could see his ribs and he was just like walking around he like also this. gained a ton of weight because he played um he played in what was the movie where he was the uh, uh, vice president? Um, oh yeah, Chain uh, Vice. It was called Vice. Yeah. yeah, it was called Vice, and he was like he was he was a bigger guy in that. These yeah. guys, the, the the body morph, yeah, it's wild. It's, it's and then he absolute. and then he and then he goes and puts on like thirty pounds of muscle for those Batman movies. Yeah, it's wild. He's jacked. So anyway, we'll move on. But I, I just, I think there's no possible way those guys live past sixty. It's just you can't do that. You can't do that to yourself. But anyway, um, we had the Let's MLB. Hope you're wrong. I hope so. I mean, they're great actors, but I, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> um, we had the MLB All Star Home Run Derby. Vlad Guerrero. Vladdy Guerrero. Yeah, man, the guy's a specimen, much like his father. Um, did you watch it at all? Did you pay attention? Do you give a shit? I actually, okay, here's what I'll say. I didn't watch any of it. Um, But that being said, is the home run derby is fun. It's like the the one thing in the MLB all-star game that is worth watching. And I actually think the MLB has, you know, I think that, you know, when they they, um, made the rule that whoever won that Major League Baseball all-star game would Mm -hmm. be able to like get the home field advantage in, in the, in the finals. I think that that's so – I really like that because it means that these guys are actually going to have to play and take it somewhat seriously because you watch some of these other all-star games. The NBA, it's like there's no – there's literally no defense. It's like there's 200 points aside, and it's just like that's not – it's not a real game. It's not fun to watch. And I, I would hope that, like, other leagues would implement something to the effect of what the MLB did and put some kind of importance. And I think I've stated this before, even on the, on the sportsman, because who's going to watch who ticket, who is going to these all-star games, buying a ticket and flying down to Seattle to watch the MLB all-star game or any all-star game for that matter. Could you imagine flying down to Hawaii? Well, Hawaii is different because it's an amazing place to be, yeah. but could you imagine going there solely for the purpose of going to the pro bowl? 
Like, I mean, I mean, it just, it's, well, that's the most useless all-star game of all time. (laughs) The pro bowl is the worst. It's after the season, right before the super bowl. It means nothing. These guys aren't wearing pads and you know, I get it. It's the most intense sport. So it's the most likely that you, someone could get injured. Could you imagine if you're a 49ers, you know, organization and George Kittle goes and breaks his femur and he's I, out yeah. for the next year. You know, it's like, so I get it. I think a the little problem bit, but... with the, with the, with the pro bowl is because football is such a contact sport. You can't, you can't just play football and take that element out. Like, what are you going to have to play yeah. flag football? So last year, this past year, do you remember what they were doing? Like they yeah. were doing golf. They were doing dodgeball. I mean, at the dodgeball point, was crazy. remove the fucking all-star. Like let these guys have an extra week to relax and enjoy themselves. Their bodies just went through the, the, the absolute gauntlet throughout the season. Give these guys an extra week. Who wants to go watch Peyton Manning run a dodgeball camp? For these NFL guys. I mean, it's outrageous. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on that. I appreciated that they saw what the, you know, that the NHL has the tricks challenges and, you know, MLB's got the home run derby. They were trying to switch. I appreciate that they tried, but once they did it and watching it, it was like a clown show. It was one of the most ridiculous. I appreciate that they tried, but you could still do a skills competition that would be way better. Like the the quarterbacks trying to throw the ball and get into like the holes, like for like points or like the running back trying to see who could be the fastest. You know, uh, I mean, you could do different things that would still relate to your sport. Yeah, I have guys out there playing golf. I mean, I don't, I'm sorry. I love golf. Golf is everything to me, but I don't care how how well Jalen Ramsey hits a pitching wedge. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> I don't I don't really give True. a shit. I'm not I'm not I'm not there to watch that, you know? Yeah, I I just uh, the Pro Bowl sucks and it's never going to get better because these guys are never going to want to hurt themselves and I understand that. But back to the MLB, the MLB is definitely the best way to do it. I don't know why the NBA can't do something like that. I don't know why they can't make their All-Star game mean more. Um but yeah, that being said, the NBA All-Star game is probably the best one that there is. I mean, Did you watch uh, the Home Run Derby? The Home Run Derby? I did. Well, we were doing a podcast last night for Bob to Sports, but I went home and I watched the highlights of it. And yeah, Vlad's just a freak, man. And that's another thing I appreciate. The slam dunk contest, you never get LeBron. You don't get the I best know. guys anymore, at least in baseball sometimes. I mean, there are some guys who are nothing players, but you do get the Vlad Guerreros, who is one of the most interesting, fun players to watch doing it, and Pete Alonzo, and you get some of these other guys. So at least that they still have the top-tier talent performing in those things. But man, it's just... It's baseball is just a tough thing to get involved with these days. I just don't. It's it's it's. I like it more than basketball. Are you not following the season at all? Like no, I'm I follow actually... the Phillies pretty pretty vigilantly, but that's about I, it. I don't follow the league as a whole like I used to. There's there's some interesting things going on right now. What the Braves are doing right now in baseball, unbelievable. Is... Now it's it's unbelievable. I actually, uh, I, I said to a friend of mine. Um, if you literally just took the Braves money line every single game for like the last two months, I mean, you would be up so much money, even with the juice that you have to lay because yeah. they go on these. Now I actually was on the raise the last game that they took the Braves down, which shockingly enough, but like <laughs> the Braves go on these eight, nine, 10 game winning streaks and then they'll lose one. And then they win another seven, eight in a row. And it's like, they swept the series with the Rays. I mean, this team is unbelievable. 
and the Rays, by the way, are the best team in the in the American League. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I, I'm actually following baseball more this year than I have in a long time. But is but it because of betting? Is it like yes, a hundred percent? So that's why you know. If it didn't, on. I could care less. I, I, <laughs> Do you I not like the, the sport at all? Do you not find enjoyment? No, I don't know. Whatsoever? Here's the thing: is I actually do. I do enjoy watching it from time to time, but growing up, I never was really deeply invested in a team, you know, like I didn't have a team to root for as a home team. Like you had the Phillies growing up, right? Like I didn't, if I had a team that I could root for, like, I guess in like the early nineties, when the Jays won back-to-back world series, I, I cheered for them, but I I could count on like so you wouldn't be like a Mariners fan, like being Seattle's close to Vancouver, right? I like Ken Griffey Jr. and Ichiro yeah. and Randy Johnson, and yeah, I guess I like the Mariners, <clears throat> but like I just never felt like a connection to them enough that I was like I gotta sit down and watch a Mariners game or a Blue Jays. Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a span enough. I will say in like when I was living in Whistler and, and this would have been in like 2014, 2015, when the Jays were really good, when they had Jose Batista, when they had like Josh Donaldson, when he was good, when they had like all these guys and they were like a, a perennial team in the, in the American league. And then I think the one year they lost to Kansas city in the playoffs, when Kansas city Royals won the world series, I was watching it a lot. And mm-hmm. I will always say that like baseball in the playoffs is awesome to watch because the games mean so much. I just think for me, it's really hard to watch just a regular season game. Like for me to watch the nationals play the guardians on a regular, like double header at 11 o'clock, I could care less. It's just, I'm not invested into it. I think that's, I think that's the issue, but Baseball in October is amazing and I it love is. watching it. It's so it's just a different breed to me which and we've discussed this before I think if you minimize the the amount of games played, you know. That's why the NFL is so good. If you lose 3 games or 4 games in a row, you're fighting for a playoff spot. Like you you you're in, in jeopardy of losing out on the playoffs. And in baseball you lose 4 or 5 in a row. It's just like you just it doesn't really matter. You get back in. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I don't like. I don't like to see also too. Like, I like to see the players like when they lose, you know, full count, and then all of a sudden like the guy strikes out and they're like tapping, you know, the the, the pitcher and everybody's just having a good time. Nobody gives a shit. I don't like that. Mm. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, or do you? Yeah. Or, or, like I speak in foreign language here. No, 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 no. I understand. I I think that the reason postseason baseball is so interesting to people who aren't you know huge fans of baseball is that like every pitch seems to mean something and you get to watch the mental gymnastics between okay I just the pitchers I just threw a fastball now what's he is he going to expect another fastball or is he going to get a curve does he think he's going to get yeah. a curve and then watching the batter then think like okay just got that fastball I should expect a curve probably somewhere outside and it's like seeing that like when you get invested to that degree it is very very interesting but I can understand someone who doesn't like the sport you just go you sit at the game and you're just watching it i can understand how it's fucking boring but if you get invested much like if i spent time to get invested in soccer and i actually knew what was going on you know i look at the game of soccer and i just see a bunch of guys running a marathon but if i could pay attention to what was really going on between these players and the passes they're making i understand how it could be a lot more interesting and the same goes for baseball but you know it's hard to really understand the gravity of that until it's postseason 
The, I will say um, the pitch count has really helped speed up the process of the game. Yep. I think that that was, they, they got it right there. I, I, I get to give, you know, the MLB some kudos. They're like trying to, trying to do whatever they can They're to trying. improve the sport as much, but they better start doing some more. <laughs> <laughs> they got a long way to go. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to, did you hear, I was actually talking about this with the jet yesterday. Do you know anything about this Pat Fitzgerald thing at Northwestern? I, 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 I heard about it. Um, listen, hazing is, is, is unfortunately a part of, has been a part of sports for a long, long time. Even when I was playing high level hockey and junior hockey, you would hear like horror stories about like what the rookies would have to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and like what that entailed. And thankfully now, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's improved. So like, it's now like more so like they make the rookies dress up like in wigs and dresses and go to like the movies and, and, and be just like, you know, people laugh at them and stuff like that. But like, from what I used to hear, like the horror stories in the locker room, it's unfortunate, but that's just, you know, it's been a part of sports for a long time. And thankfully it's changing. I I just can't imagine a coach making $50 million in 10 years. Like, at this day and age, with with PR being what it is, and with all this stuff that's being, you know, how are you not even aware of this? Like, how are you not? So to me, it's like it's like walking around with like a bucket over your head. Like you're the coach of the team. I I mean I don't know, man. It's I think they made the right play removing the guy, and they're setting you know a precedent saying that we're not going to accept this. I mean, essentially, Northwestern is like the Ivy League of like of the, of the big 10. Yeah. What is it like $75,000 a year to go to school there? Like, I mean, incredible. Yeah. It's a great school. I mean, this shit shouldn't be going on. (laughs) But that's the thing is it's going. So I, I didn't really even necessarily want to talk about Pat Fitzgerald, although the he was a great, he was a really good coach and that team's going to suffer because he's gone now. But the, the the hazing happens everywhere, man. It happens even outside of sports. It happens just in fraternities. It happens even if you don't join a fraternity. It happens everywhere. There's some sort of male trait deep inside of us that makes us feel like we went through this, so then we got to put you through it, and that proves that you're a man and that you're one of us. And that happens at every campus, everywhere, in every club that you try to join. There's some element of yeah. hazing. That being said, if I got a you know, drink a glass of milk with my, this guy's pubic hair in, in it to join the baseball team. I I don't need baseball anymore. I'll just get an education. But it, but it has been going on, and I just don't understand how they pick. Like, okay, well, let's fucking hammer down on Northwestern. Well, no, there had to be some serious shit that came out for them to do this because mm. I don't think it was disclosed. I mean, they. They mentioned one instance of these guys having to lay stomach flat on the field, eating whole watermelons. I, I, I can't imagine that that is the extent of of what actually really happened. I'm right. sure there was stuff that was not disclosed. So I'm sure that there was some shit that came out that was just so like so outrageous that they're like, we can't we can't handle like having this guy be the head of our team and represent what we're doing and what our school's about knowing that people know what was going on behind the scenes and that that was condoned. That's kind of how I took it. I I don't know. Now I agree with you, Tick. I agree. It's like, unfortunately that's just, that's just the, 
this male psyche that we have is that, you know, we want to make sure that this guy's for the team and he's going to be able to go through whatever we put him through because he's willing to put the team first. And that has gotten so misconstrued to the point now where like the example that you gave is probably something that has happened or to some, you know, you know, some, some retrospect, but what the fuck does that have to do with being a you know contributing component to the success of your team? <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely ir- irrelevant. So I mean, hopefully stuff like this will happen, and then like it'll come to light, and and other like schools and shit where it's happening. At least the severity of it will will lessen, and mm. and it won't be something where it's mentally like disturbing these young young athletes and. And, and being something where, you know, some of these guys have, you know, deep, dark secrets that they have to hide and be ashamed of when all they're trying to do is make a name for themselves and play the sport that they love and be able to be successful and maybe go pro one day, you know, like. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it probably did start somewhere down the line of proving yourself some sort of team building thing, like making you like you're you're one of us and we want to make sure you're one of us and you got to prove yourself in some kind of way. But it's just gotten it's just evolved into such a Frankenstein where guys are just being dicks now. Guys 100%. are just being fucking assholes. And a lot of them, it's because they're pissed off at their dad or something happened to them. They're in a bad place. Now they got to take it out on the new guys. And it's like. Oh man, dude, I had this guy in college. He joined a fraternity. He was a friend of mine until he joined this fraternity. Then you lose him. It's like you lose friends fraternities. You never see him again. But he, one of his hazing thing was they starved him. Like he didn't eat all day. And then they locked him in a room overnight playing the same three seconds of a song on a loop all night long with with flashing lights in the room too and they couldn't leave that room for like nine hours all night long starved hungry the flashing light in their eyes so they can't sleep and the same three seconds of a song blasting i i would not come out of that what was the song room i think it was um the the kanye jay-z song and words in paris i think it was like dun dun and it was just that over and oh over and over again. I, I would probably would, be able to sleep through that. You think you, you think you could sleep through that? I Hungry? think you probably could. You hadn't eaten all day. The lights flash, a strobe light, basically. I, I, I have fallen asleep in some weird, weird spots. <laughs> oh, I've fallen man. asleep at a sporting event before. I, I, I feel like I might, I don't know. I'd be coming that out is... needing a straight jacket. I would, <laughs> I would lose my fucking mind. Now, now, now the music... The music, especially that song, that fall so hard. Um, that that song specifically, that would probably drive me nuts. That that really would. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Were man. you ever hazed when you did hockey? Like, did you ever go through anything like that, or did you get out before any of that shit fell down the line? There was a lot of shit where, like, you're in the locker room and guys take towels and smack your ass or do stupid yeah. shit. That's just horse never play. Really, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's all <laughs> part of the culture, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I guess shit like that, I, I don't know. I I was lucky enough that I didn't really ever, you know, have to endure anything crazy. But, I again, you hear some stories and you're like, oh, my God. And I'm not even stuff that I would share on this on this podcast because we don't need to we don't need to go to specifics but hockey i would imagine these guys are some of the worst because there's some some dark minds in the in the the annals of the of the locker room of of hockey but i don't know man i i just think like there's always like 
it's like, you know, you could always take something that's fun and good and like wholesome. And there's a couple assholes who ruin it for everybody. There's always, it's like, it's like when you're playing at recess, you know, and all these kids are out having fun. And there's that one kid who's just bullying some kid Mm -hmm. and throwing somebody to the ground. And recess is a wonderful thing. But then you have this one kid who dreads recess every time because he doesn't want to get bullied. So it's always been like that. I think it's unfortunately, it's always going to be like that. And, you know, I think good kudos to Northwestern for setting a precedent that they're not going to stand for shit like that. I mean, listen, it, it, it completely contradicts the model of the school and like what it stands for and what it's about. I mean, in one one go, they're charging 75K for a year of enrollment and then on the other side they're 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 hazing in locker rooms you know yep. so anyways let's move on though let's move yeah, on we I always mean, start with nice nice things and then there's just a couple dicks who got to fuck it up yeah that's um, the world we live in tick <laughs> anyway we've got tyson fury who's gonna box francis and ganu typically a ufc fighter yeah he's not against... even a boxer no no he's not and he's going up against potentially the greatest boxer of all time one of them he's in he's in the anals of of greatest boxers um that's up for discussion if he is number one or not but he's fucking incredible basically and i never understand why these guys just jump right to fucking like when connor did floyd mayweather like what are you doing you're not a, a payday tick a lot of these guys are getting paid box. huge money for this but t- there's one thing when it's floyd mayweather because he's a very defensive boxer and then he'll eventually strike on you Tyson Fury is going to try to put an absolute <laughs> ass whooping on Francis Ngannou. And Francis Ngannou is a freak By the way, of he's nature. a beast. Yes, he is. But he's not a boxer. He's a freak of nature, but he's not. A, it's like DK Metcalf, another fucking freak of nature. I don't think he wants to box Tyson Fury. Well, he's, so. he's not even in the same category as Tyson Fury. But yeah, I... It's sad the state of affairs that boxing is in nowadays. I mean, I know. you have a guy like Clown that show. who's so good... But like, I just, I remember growing up, boxing was awesome. It was like, it went from Mike Tyson to then like Evander Holyfield to like Lennox Lewis to mm-hmm. then, you know, like it just, it just graduated. And there was like, still like exciting and big pay-per-view events and people were watching. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist now, but like, I, I could, I couldn't count on two hands, like a, a list of professional boxers who are like prominently like well-known and like in the line. It's just, it's lost so much of its allure and like, I, I don't know. So now they're doing things like this where they're having guys who are not even like yeah. pro boxers trying to fight this guy because they don't have really anybody else who can fight, fight them. Who's going to beat them. Right. Who is, who is uh, yeah, the, the match Wilder. Yeah. And he kicked the shit out of him the last fight. It wasn't even close. Yeah. You know? So, like, I don't know. I I, I will not be paying. Here's the other thing, too. They still charge a shitload of money to watch these fucking events mm-hmm. on pay-per-view. And it's like, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I, I'm good without. Now, I will say, contrary to that, the UFC, this thing is... I am. I, it has my full attention now because it is. <laughs> well, there was a point in time there for a while where it's like, OK, this is like the thing to watch right now. Let's see how long it lasts for. But there's no signs of this stuff slowing down. And it's just it's wild. When you watch one of these fights, you have a guy dominating for like the first round and a half. And all of a sudden he makes one wrong move. And this guy who's been on defense the whole time 
gets him in a submission and like wins him. It's unbelievable or catches him with one stray left hook. It's like, yeah, it is insane to watch because you're on the edge of your seat and it's just like, I don't know. UFC is 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 here to stay, man. It is it is. But it's awesome. also it's caught. It's like it plays way more to what the with the intention of what boxing was. It was like who it basically boils down to who can kick the shit out of the other guy. And with with boxing, you it's pretty much all just hands. And 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 there's some element of excitement to that. But the UFC, man, any way you could beat the shit out of this guy, any martial art you want to use. The only thing you can't do is bite or kick someone in the nuts. Or it's basically elbow you can face, do. Right? Yeah, poke them in the eyes, shit like that. Other than that, use oh, whatever all, you use whatever you can to beat the shit out of the other guy. And that is just in and of itself a much more exciting concept. And yeah, you're right. The rise of UFC has absolutely decimated the sport of boxing, and they're on their last leg. And all they can do is throw YouTube influencers you know against each other to fucking get tickets and then have the best of all time fight fight a freak of nature you know that that's the only way boxing's making any money right now and i don't even think that's gonna last a whole lot longer i think another 10 years from now it's gonna be completely gone well you think about the biggest fights in recent history for boxing like for me the floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor one was one of them Mm -hmm. you know and then you had obviously before that you had floyd versus um Pacquiao. What's his name? Pacquiao. Yep. But again, that was that was not that and that last fight was just like well, Pacquiao was, was like so old defensive. by the time by the time they got the fight together, which is another thing about boxing is UFC makes a fight happen immediately. Boxing takes years and years and years to make a fight. Where Pacquiao was a he was a politician back in fucking in the Philippines. Vietnam or yeah the Philippines sorry about that <laughs> they're close they're close enough together but yeah he was a politician he was old they missed the prime of that guy yeah they like, should have got him like three four years prior I mean yeah I mean he's but any I mean but but to my point it's like these biggest fights like okay Pacquiao on the side the the McGregor fight he was a top-end UFC guy and I think they're going after the UFC because they maybe they think that like the UFC like enthusiasts and like people who are really captivated by that will be drawn over to see how these guys fare against the best in boxing. Right. And that's just a way to get some more eyes on it. But it's kind of sad, man, because I remember that, you know, growing up in the nineties and, you know, boxing, man, boxing was, that was it. It was exciting. And it's just been, it's, it's been flipped. It's been reversed, man. If you watch like the early UFC days, like bro, it was a joke. They had these guys, they were doing like pride fighting and stuff like they were yeah. doing whatever they could. They were getting like 400 pound guys to face like guys who were like slim sticks and see if like this, it was like, they were just doing whatever they could to do something. And you know what? Kudos to, to Dana White. He found the right formula, the recipe for success. And, and, and he's created something that is unbelievable. And, boxing's got to figure a way to evolve man or it's going to be like you said it's going to be gone with the wind sooner than later yep yep i agree um all right moving on real quick let's just touch on this pga uh wanted greg norman out as live ceo give i mean this guy's turned into a bit of a joke i used to love greg norman but he's sort of shark yeah man but he's sort of become a joke and now the pga with this new merger wants him out i mean thoughts on that Take them both out. Take Monaghan while you're with it. And let's just start fresh. Yeah. Just call it a day, man. 
I mean, what are we doing here? These guys, they're calling for 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 Norman's head. Meanwhile, Monahan's the guy who should be on the chopping block too. These guys are so they're puppets, man. I'm gonna say it, they're puppets. Yeah. Like you know, and and I'm not saying that I'm not discrediting what Norman has done in his professional career. He was an amazing golfer, and I'm sure like even being able to like you know start and and be the face of of this live tour which is you know is is established itself now and and has been big enough that it 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 forced the pga to merger with them in order to to create one league again so i'm not taking anything away from that but i just think there's 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 money man that is dictating a lot of this shit behind the scenes and like you need a head figure to call the shots but at the end of the day how much power do these guys actually really have ticket i i don't know how much i think unfortunately it's you know a lot like you know like real life like a lot of the times you have people in positions to to be kind of the scapegoat you know and unfortunately that's the way it is but behind closed scenes who knows who's really making the decisions you know like i i don't know i don't I don't know how much control Greg Norman actually has of the live tour. You know what I mean? So that being said, like, you know, I get it, but I I, I don't know, man. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't want that position. I wouldn't want to be a position like him or Monaghan or something like that. You have to face so much scrutiny day in, day out. So it's a lot like Goodell. I mean, Goodell is paid to be the punching bag to take a hundred percent for all the owners, but he's only doing the bidding of the owner. How about Gary Bettman? How about David Stern when he was in the league? I mean, these guys, Adam Silver, they're paid. They're paid huge. Now Adam Silver, I will say holds himself in a way that a lot of these other guys don't like, there's not a lot of, I have a lot of respect for Adam Silver. I don't know, aside from the fact that he looks like he's, you know, cast for the next Men in Black movie, um, you know, as one of the aliens. As one of the aliens. As one of the aliens coming down for, you know, how they're disguised as people. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, bro, if Men in Black was a reality, if that was, this guy's 100% an alien. Like, there's no... There's absolutely no question about it. Adam Silver is from another planet. Like he's yeah, just true. He's just residing here. He's just taking up space, man. But I do actually have a lot of respect for him. I think he holds himself with class. I think he's well spoken for. Goodell is an absolute clown show. And like yeah. some of these guys, but again, they're put in that position. And that's probably I mean, I'm sure they know when they sign up for the job and the big payday and everything that comes with it, like you know, there's going to be a lot of shit they got to deal with day in, day out. And that's that's their role, man. That's what they got to do. They got to fan the flames, put out the fires, sometimes cause some fires. And, you know. Yeah, they're paid the big bucks to to be the punching bag for the owners. And 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 that's that's really what the job is that for a lot of these commissioners. And I don't think Monaghan is much different and or norman's much different no and they're paid a lot of money as well to be expendable like listen man when it gets too hot we'll just get another one and we'll start fresh again and then that guy will eventually down the line get fucked up and then we'll get another one again but the owners are the ones who stay oh even yeah. though it's them it, they're the ones really make calling the shots the thing with norman is it's so almost predictable and so like you're so cognizant of it that it's almost a joke Like in some of these other leagues, you know that that's the case, but it's 
kind of like a little bit, you know, it's, it's murky. It's, you know, they, they, it's not so clear as day as, as it is with Norman, just being like the figurehead of, of, of a league that's not run by him whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's move into the hottest segment in podcasting right now. Who's a problem? Joey D, who's a problem this week? Let me tell you who's a problem, not just this week, but for many, many weeks. And, you know, I used to actually give this guy a lot more credit than I think I, I should have. But based on a his 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 recent signing, which I think is outrageous, and we're talking NBA here. We're talking Dylan Brooks, who is now newly acquired Houston Rocket, making $68 million over, a, I think it's a four-year tenure. Let me tell you something about this guy. This guy has given himself way too much credit. Did you hear what he was saying the other day, Tick, on the – he was basically saying – he did an interview. He said, I'm in opposing players' heads every single game. I didn't see that. And uh, – Bro, he goes, I know every single night guys are thinking about me, Brooks told the Athletic. Uh, it's in their minds before the game even starts. Bro, let me tell you something, okay? I don't think anybody's worried about guarding Dylan Brooks or having Dylan Brooks on you. Unless you're LeBron James and you're getting sacked in the nuts in, a, in an NBA series in which he was kicked out of the game. This guy comes in wearing jean vests, looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I get the mentality of being a dog and like fighting in the game and like scratching and clawing, kind of like guys like, you know, Draymond Green, who I have had an issue with before, or Pat Beverly. I get it. Trying to work hard, outwork your opponent, be the guy to kind of get in their ear, jab at them a little bit. But when you come on the record and you say, I'm in opposing heads, players heads every single night slow your roll man like just like be happy you got paid what you did dog because <laughs> you're playing alongside Ja Morant okay you don't need to score you just got to be good defensively I don't have anything against him as a player I just I don't like when guys get too big for their britches and we use that terminology frequently and this is a guy who's just who's acting like he's in the upper echelon of the NBA and he really isn't Oh, but apparently the Rockets, <laughs> apparently the Rockets seem to think so to sign him to $68 million. But that's, you know, that's on par for like all of these NBA players who are grossly overpaid, in my opinion. Yeah, for what they, they contribute. And we've talked about that before. And hey, good for them. Happy for them. Happy for these guys making what they're making. But like with the NBA, man, the contracts are so outrageous. These guys taking night nights off for, you know, you know, what is it? What do they call it? Re load management. It's yeah, a I know. Well, a you know, what's joke. crazy is it feels like it's I mean, everyone's getting crazy contracts on all these teams. It feels like the Houston Rockets are always throwing crazy, crazy contracts around and they're never winning. They're never winning. Well, this goes back. Remember Steve Francis? Yeah, I mean, this goes oh, back yeah. and years, years <laughs> ago that they've been doing this. Not just not just not to a lot of success, by the way. I haven't seen the Rockets win anything for a no. long, long no, time. They had a few good years with James Harden, but he always fell short too. And well, they weren't good since Elage won, really. I mean, that's when they were really Yeah, they won they won one with um when when the, the season that Jordan was playing uh ba uh baseball, they won. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Since yeah. then yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they're all the other guys. Now, I don't think Tracy McGrady was overpaid. I think Tracy McGrady no, was, was one of the true superstars sure. of the NBA. Sure. Um, but yeah, Steve Francis, they overpaid James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they overpaid. I mean, they're John Wall had a nice John Wall. John oh Wall had a God. nice sizable salary. <laughs> <laughs> There's some mouths to feed in Houston, and they're feeding them, man. They're I don't know who this that. owner is, but he he's yeah, he's throwing a lot of money isn't around, it, but he's um, throwing it all at one fucking guy. Isn't it uh it's it's what's his name? Um uh, the owner is uh it's Fertita. Tillman oh, Fertita. Yeah. Tillman you know, Fertita. He's guy, got more money than God, man. He's a billionaire. I I've think. heard some shit about that. I, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, interesting. I didn't see that comment, but if that, you know, if he did say that shit, that's a good one. That, that, I just, I just think problem. it's like, he's, he, he's kind of was on the borderline of being a, a, a menace. And then yeah. he did this shit, these antics in the, in the, the Lakers series and physically like hit LeBron James in the nuts. I mean, once you start doing he's shit treading like that, in Lance Stevenson territory, well, he, no Draymond green territory. When you start doing both shit those like guys. that, like, yeah. it's just, it's not necessary, man. It's not, it's not necessary. And then when you go on record and you, here's the thing. Here's what I like to think. Even if you are in players' heads every game, what do you gain by going out and saying that? Now all you're doing is you're putting, you're putting yourself out there for these guys to just want to fucking ball out on you even more. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just, it's, there's no good that can come from that. Yeah, no, I agree. In my I agree. eyes anyways. Um, all right. I got a problem. I, I was going to stick with sports because we are the sportsmen. I was going to go with Michael Wilbon because he's a chronic name dropper. But there's something that happened this week in the news that really it, it grinds my gears because it's happened to me personally. Okay. These people on flights with the airdropping to random people. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've, have you gotten a request on a flight from a random airdrop? You don't know who the fuck it is, but it's someone on the plane. It's a little frightening. I've, I've gotten, accidentally a pressed accept before and got photos. Yes, me too. And usually they're like a lot of the stories is it's a lot of dick pics or it's a lot of. Well, I know, never got that, thankfully. No, but I've read a lot of that. And I just got a couple messages like, hey, how's your flight going? Pretty innocuous stuff. But there was a flight heading into um, Hawaii from like, uh, I think it was like St. Louis or like Milwaukee or something that had to deplane. They had to land in Oakland, California, delay their trip to Hawaii because someone sent an airdrop to a stewardess that there was a possible, that there was was a bomb on board. There was a bomb somewhere in the in the fucking airplane. This is getting out of hand, man. By the way, let me tell you something right now. If yeah. I was if I was one of the oh. passengers just bypassing on that plane, I'm throwing a fucking bit. I'm looking for that guy and I'm I'm ready to throw fisticuffs. Imagine your flight getting delayed and having to, to drop in another location. Cause then how do you get back? How do you you gotta get a whole new flight now to get to your other location? I mean, that just absolutely derails your entire travel day. What an asshole. 
Yeah, and it's like a lot of people are doing that. So that's the extreme version. Did they find the person who did this shit? I don't think so. I don't think they know yet. Um, but I gotta say, Apple's gotta take a little responsibility with for this too. The airdrop is basically like just harassing people, anyone you want. You just send an airdrop to any fucking phone. You can see everyone around you and you can just Oh, I'm gonna pick that person and send a photo. Well, to it should it. be someone. I, I I put a thing. It's like contacts only, so there that it go. only shows up for that. But there should be a thing that if you're trying to send an airdrop, that there's like a pinned code or something that comes with it that mm-hmm. that person needs to in input so that they like they're not receiving something that's not supposed to be for them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the airdrop you. is. I use it with Nicole a lot. It's so much better than sending like, for example, videos and photos and stuff. You send it through text. Sometimes they get like, like just like, like the, the text when it comes through the video will be blurred or some kind of, yeah, I agree. There'll be some kind of shit that happens to it. Whereas if you airdrop it, you it's literally like that person's handing the video to you from their phone into yours. The quality is better. Yeah. It's not blurred or just, you know, impaired in any way. So I do use it, but yes, that is, I didn't hear this story. That is, that is outrageous. It's gotten out of hand. And, and leading up to this too, I was going to leave it alone, but people are sending dick pics around too. I've, I've seen that plenty of times. Allie's gotten a few of those. My girlfriend's gotten a few of those. It's, are it's, you serious? Yeah. It, it's, it's, and I've heard other That's people. That's borderline sexual too. assault. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's a problem and it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Either Apple's got to for calling it out. You know what? Sportsman, we called out the yeah. NBA. Now we're calling out Apple. You know, there's this no takes, holds bar. This takes nothing away from Michael Wilbon. He's still a problem, too. He's got to <laughs> cut it out. But the airdrop <laughs> thing is really right. grinding my gears right now. Um, all right. All right. Let's move on to some viewer questions and get out of here. We got a couple this week. We got one from Evan. Um, sort of the same sort of type of question here. Uh, Evan asks, favorite teams aside, what are your top three favorite sports logos? Oh, damn. That's good. That is a good one. Uh, That's a great question. I'm going to give three, and then I'm going to give a couple, like, honorable mentions, because there's a few really good ones out there. Um, All right. I'll go, like, three to one, okay, Okay. to start off. At number three, I'll go the Seattle Mariners. I think – the logo yeah. is clean. Yeah. You have like like the compass in there with it just looks it looks like a, a seaside, like you know, like a marine logo. I think it's so on point. I think it's awesome. It's fresh, it looks good. The color scheme is awesome. I'll pick that at number three. Um, at number two, a team that's has stunk for years in the NFL. But an unbelievable logo. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars logo at number two. That is pretty fucking cool. Um, the Jaguar looks great. I love that teal that they have in 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 the color, even for the jerseys. Um, and then number one, I guess I do really like teal. I'm gonna stick with that color. I'm gonna go the San Jose Sharks. I I I thought when they first came out as an expansion team when I was a kid that the logo was awesome and they they altered it a little bit a few years ago. They changed it and it's still awesome. It's still so cool. Um, <laughs> I'll do three honorable mentions just um, of, of jerseys, not necessarily teams that are still in the league. The Vancouver Grizzlies was a sick <laughs> logo. 
the Hartford Whalers low-key. Now that is one sick. of the sickest logos. Yes. And I didn't even realize up until like a few years ago the Carolina Hurricanes did a throwback mm-hmm. and wore the Hartford Whalers. I didn't realize, I always just thought it was the like the fin of the of the whale. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize when you look closely, it actually has an H and a W in it. Yeah, which is you have to look really closely. It is such an unbelievable logo to me that it's like, I just, man, I love that logo so much. So the Hartford Whalers, Vancouver Grizzlies, and then, I don't know, man. There's some good ones. I used to really like the old school Anaheim Ducks, like the ones with the actual duck, like the goalie mask on it. I thought that was super sick. They changed that, unfortunately. Um and then, yeah, I, I I'll go with those. There's there's a few out there though, man, that are pretty clean. Um, just I I just off the top of my head, that's what I can think of. I'm sure I'll go back later and realize, like, damn, there's probably some more. I'd like to hear in the comments, like, what people like, because yeah. there's some really cool logos. Like even the Raptors logo has been pretty cool. Um, what what are yours? Yeah, we're gonna miss a ton for sure. Um, it's hard on the top ton. of your head just to think. I know, I know. I and you know what? I had probably more time to think about it, but I just I I didn't really. So it's off the top of my head. I love, I really do like the Minnesota Wild. I love their I, oh, I love yeah. first of all, I love that forest green. When they wear the forest green jerseys, I love that. But it's like it's just it's some like sort a silhouette of silhouette like, of like the trees and like then the wild, like it's like a panther or something. It's some sort of like bobcat or something. Yeah. You're right inside the face. It's like um, there's trees like a, in it, and it's a forest, uh, like a moon. And like, it's ugh. fucking dope, is what it is. It's fucking yeah. Sick. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, I also like the Buffalo Bills. I like yeah. that Bill running with the line behind it, and or that that streak through it. I and also not to mention when the Bob DeSports crew went to. Uh, Buffalo for something a long time ago. They've got this merch store there with all the vintage Buffalo Bills stuff. And it is mm. some of the coolest merch. If you get vintage Buffalo Bills stuff, it is some of the coolest. It's up there to me with the Hartford Whalers stuff. I, I love that. I was going to say the Hartford Whalers, but you already said it. I don't want to say that. I'll go with, I also like the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. I also really like the Diamondbacks, especially the old logo with the fucking snake in it. And it's got the baseball between its fangs. Yeah. Really fucking well, they've dope. T- they've kind of toggled between that and then just the giant A. They got the big A too. Yeah. And it's just got cool colors in it. But I, I like the old one with the, with the fucking the Diamondback snake in it. Um, but yeah, there's got to be a shitload more. I feel like hockey's the got Nashville, a lot of really good. The hockey's got cool ones. Yeah. The Nashville Predators was a cool one. Um, you know, remember, I like some of these old ones that that kind of went up. Remember the Quebec Nordiques? The Nordiques that was had cool sick ones. Yes, they had like the Fleur de. Um, oh my God, what's the thing called? I'm gonna forget now. It's like the French monarchy logo. Um, but wasn't it also a hockey stick too? Yeah, it was. I'm gonna try to pull it up here. The Nordiques. Also, too, the Minnesota North Stars used to have a cool logo. I don't know with, that like, one. This but logo right here. This is the North Stars old logo. That's yeah, it's not bad. Dope. It's not bad. Um, throw up the Nordiques though. Okay. Because that on. one's sick. Oh yeah. It's uh hold on. I want to get an explanation of what. Yeah, this is this is pretty sick, dog. 
that logo is yes it's clean yeah, man it's just like it's clean man i don't even know what i'm looking at it's just dope it's just that's sick. that's the actual so that's like a, the fleur de um what is it called a fucking fleur de something it's it's used in french like like um royalty it's like the monarch that they use mm-hmm. and then i think actually let me there's a thing well, the here. thing what on is... the bottom is that's the new orleans saints logo that's there the north which is well, also that's, yeah so um what is the okay the primary nordiques logo is a red hockey stick with the blue puck sitting on top um l- leaning on a blue bordered red end um, these elements combine to form an igloo. So it's supposed to look like an igloo, which is sick. Got it. Got it. See? That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. I like that. It's just a cool little Hockey's uh... got cool logos, man. Yeah. The Avalanche, has some okay. the Avalanche, Avalanche. Pretty, pretty dope too. You know which one I don't understand? It's it's my favorite hockey team, it's the Flyers. I don't understand necessarily what I'm looking at. I don't it's understand. A, it's a flying P. Yeah, but it's also like it's well, it's supposed to be like a hockey puck, maybe, and we're the Flyers because we fly the puck. I I love the team, I, and the logo's okay, but it, I just don't necessarily know. And what's with the orange dot? I don't understand. Did, did hockey the key pucks... concept of the logo and the team's name was to represent the speed, as hockey is a high speed game. The logo contained four stylized wings attached to a slanted P which of course stood for Philadelphia with an orange dot to symbolize a puck. Okay. So did pucks used to have an orange dot in the center? No, I just think that they put the, it's an orange puck in the middle of the flying. Okay. Pee. I think it's a bit of a mess to be honest with you. I love well, you. Just gave it as- <laughs> but I just, I don't, I think it's a bit of a mess. I don't, I don't, I don't love what we got going on in Philadelphia as far as our now, hockey the, team logo. You know, what is also a sick logo was the original Canucks logo with the skate yeah that's inside sick. of a puck why what why don't you guys have that anymore i don't know you... we went to some stupid freaking yeah it sinks I'm gonna, now I'm, I'm not gonna say anything that's i'm not gonna say anything that's gonna get the sportsman canceled but they went with a stupid whale instead of how cool <laughs> is this and you know what our logo was before that it was the johnny canuck what Look the fuck is a johnny canuck Let's so uh, so so the canucks johnny canuck is known as like like is is like a Canuck is a reference to a Canadian. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Look at this. Hold on, Tick. I'm going to show you how cool. Is it like John is. Doe in America or like um... Johnny Canuck? He's like symbolizes like what it means to be Canadian. Oh, like, like Uncle Sam. Like he's like our yeah, Uncle Sam. yeah. Look ah. at this. Ready for this? Look how yeah, cool this Johnny logo is. Canuck. And now we're stuck with the stupid whale. Look at how cool that logo is. Yeah, Johnny Canuck's not bad. I do like that. You had a lot of really good old logos. The one you have now stinks. It does. It really <laughs> does stink. It stinks. You know, okay, it give does. me your worst logo of all time. Might be might be what you have now, honestly. <laughs> um, That's outrageous. It's not the worst. I'll give the, you mine. The worst logo. Okay. okay. Yeah, I have two. Sure. Hit, hit us I don't. I, I'll, I'll give one, and then I'll see if you use the other one. My first one is the Cleveland Browns. It's literally oh, that's great. Uh, oh, yes. an orange. It's it's like it, it's it's, yeah. it's like what are we? It's not even like you're called the Browns and your logo's not even brown. It's orange. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, they don't even have anything on the helmets. Like now, I will say they have like a side logo that they use as a barking dog, which is actually cool, but that's not their logo. It's terrible, man. You know who I think stinks? 
is the New York Giants. That's a terrible logo. It's a literally yeah, no, it's, logo. It's terrible. It's, it's awful. It's awful. I mean, it's sort of a throwback to like old school, just like no, no fuss. This no would logo, be a cool just, logo. This yeah, is cool. like their side thing, but why don't they right. do that? You don't like the Giants? The New York Giants, there's no reference to the city. There's no like skyline background. There's no giant. There's no um, sort of uh, mascot who is a giant. It's just NYG. There's nothing to it. It's lame. It's lazy. And it's just, I just, I, I can't stand it. Um, who's your other one? And well, we'll they're no longer, it was, it, was, it was, you. they're now called, you know, the commanders, but it was the Washington football team. That has to be yes. the worst logo of yeah. all time. It literally, it's. They were transitioning. They they didn't know what they were doing. It was a rough, it was a rough period. Dan they Snyder. couldn't come up with something other than Washington football team. <laughs> well, I think they were trying to do the soccer thing, like, you know, football Bro. club. I... <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> it looks like they went into, like, you know, back in the in the Madden games when you could create your own team and your own logo, but they were all It literally looks stiff. like some 15-year-old on his Xbox <laughs> sent it in. <laughs> To the, to the Washington <laughs> Football Club. It was like, I got a great idea for the team logo. Let's just call it the Washington Football Team and put a yeah. W in the middle. Yeah, it's what true. It's garbage. It's garbage sucks. logo. Um. All right. Next question comes from Jonah. That was a great um, question, by the way. Kudos to whoever Evan. asked that. It's a great question by Evan. Um. Jonah asked a question sort of in the same vein here. Uh, what's your top three athletes of all time? Oh man! All right, I'm. I, I these are hard on the spot. I don't think man. it's. I don't think it's like the best. By the way, I don't think you need to say like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. I think it's just right. your your favorite top top. Three I'm gonna athletes. go with like as a kid growing up, my favorite players okay. that have kind of yeah. resonated with me. Um, in hockey, I'm gonna go a, a goalie who I thought to me was the best goalie of all time and someone I just I, I loved watching him play. I, I modeled my game around him. I was not to say that I would ever be even remotely good like he is, but Patrick Waugh to me is definitely one mm -hmm. of my favorite all-time hockey players. The guy was gritty. He would he wouldn't back down from anyone. He revolutionized the butterfly. Uh the guy was unbelievable. And he basically left the Montreal Canadiens and told them to go fuck themselves and went straight to the Colorado Avalanche as a, as a new team and won a Stanley. I think he won what two, he won two, I think he won two Stanley cups. The guy was amazing. So I'll go with him. Um, next I'll go with, I got to go Michael Jordan. I know that he's the goat of, of athletes, but like, I was of the age that I actually grew up watching wow. this guy play basketball. I watched this, you know, the championship series against the Sonics. I still remember against, you know, Gary Payton. The glove. Yeah. The Gary glove. Payton. And then what was the guy's name, the center who they had, who, who had like a million wives, um, Sean Kemp. Yeah. Sean Kemp was, yeah. but I still remember Jordan was so electrifying to watch. And you just, you always thought that like, no matter what, he was going to always, always like come out on top and win. So we'll go with him. And then for football, I don't want to do it. 
Okay, keep in mind, this is growing up, okay? Now, I don't sure. know now if you'd still be, I guess I'm kind of sideswiping the question. It's tough. I want to see Brett Favre so bad, but knowing I mean, how much of Brett Favre. Is, uh, yeah, I got to see Brett Favre. Growing yeah. up, he was, we used to ride, we used to go, my mom, my mom's from Green Bay. So in the, in the off season, in summertime, we'd always visit Green Bay and we'd go there for periods of time. And we would ride our bikes to the practice facility. And then what would happen is the players would finish practice and they'd get on your bike and they would ride you over to Lambeau Field, give you their jersey or sign or whatever. And it was the coolest thing ever. You just hang on and like ride with the players. And Brett Favre was such a star at the time that they built like an underground tunnel. So he would just walk out because they didn't want anybody to like harass him when he was coming out of the stadium. But to me, I thought he was just, his nickname was the gunslinger. I just thought he was the coolest thing ever. So I'll go yeah. with those three guys. I'll go with those three guys. Um. All right. I'll start off with one that's fairly obvious and end with one that's probably going to throw you for a bit of a loop. Uh, Allen Iverson, for me, was just the most mm. impressive player, maybe even still to this day, that I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I, I still will stand by. I think that pound for pound, he's the most talented basketball player who's ever played the game. He was so small as a basketball player and what he could fucking do on the court, the way he could break your ankles, the way he could score from anywhere on the court on a nightly basis. And not to mention those Sixers teams stunk and he got them either far in the playoffs or to the finals almost every year that he was there. That's a sad thing to tick about the NBA is that like nowadays, as a, as one of the elite players, you can just say, I want to go to a different team. Like, look what Lillard's about to do now. Correct. And you yeah. get put on a team and win a championship. And, well, to, hit, and to Lillard's sh- credit, he stayed as long as he could. I, I mean, understand that, but I'm but saying I, yeah. the NBA now, you could pretty much do this Kevin Durant bullshit and go wherever you want and win yeah. championships. And I would have loved to see Iverson win a championship. Like, And he great. never had a ch- – I mean, he got them to their – on but we were back. lazy. We didn't spend any money. We thought we had our guy. Derek and we Snow don't was like your second money. best player back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and or you know McKee. what? It, it was just Aaron McKee was. Yeah, McKee was. Yeah, he was probably our second best player. But anyway, he was just. I, I still think he's just for his size was the the greatest player of all time. I mean, he was just incredible. So fun having him in Philly. He really brought that city to life in a time where the city was not doing very well. Um, okay, so there's him. The next is Pudge Rodriguez, Ivan Rodriguez. He's a catcher. He was, <laughs> he was, he's an, he's a Hall of Famer, Joseph. He played for the Texas Rangers, but I got to know him very well when he was traded to um, the Detroit Tigers, and he was a longtime Tiger, and uh, he was just one of the best catchers of all time. This guy hit for average, he hit for power, and he had one of the best guns and pop-up. Is there times a reason why you in... resonated well with with catchers? You you weren't a catcher; you were an outfielder. Well, when I know? first when I first started, well, I played shortstop. But when I first started playing, um, yeah, I started at the catcher position, and I and that's sort of when I was watching him, and oh, I think okay. I just sort of like really resonated with him. But he's also also the Tigers stunk forever, and he was like their first player that they got other than Kent. Kenny Rogers, who was a great pitcher, 
who they were like, they were trying, like he brought excitement back to that, that organization. And my family really loved the, the Detroit teams, but the Tigers specifically. And it was just, he was a lot of fun to watch. He made that team fun to watch. And then last, this one's going to throw you for a loop. Just guys who I loved watching as a kid, the most exciting players. I was so excited to watch this guy play when he was on on TV, if he was the game of the week in football. And I loved this team back then, too. I loved the colors. San Diego Chargers, LaDainian Tomlinson. Man. I mean, he was if unbelievable. You, if you he got an opportunity when... to watch LD, man, it was so he was putting up like two touchdowns minimum a game that one year. He was like, oh. it was like he was running through teams. It was him and then Darren Sproles came a no, little. Oh, Darren later. Sproles was nowhere near as good. Oh, you mean they were on the same? team? No, I mean they were on the same team. Yes. Like, yes, they were two headed. I'm saying it was sure. it was yes. it was wild because they take Ladainian Tomlinson out. They put this little pipsqueak in, and then he yep. do so. Like those offensive teams were so. Freaking good. I'm um, Philip Philip Rivers. Yeah, Phil Rivers. He couldn't make anything happen with that and then team. The one of the best tight ends of all time. Yeah. Was Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates. Yeah. Who was their wide receiver for years? Was it uh Kendall Keenan McCardle? Or was it um Yeah, who was that guy out there? That's a great question. They did have a guy who was pre- You're gonna say wanna... it and it's gonna piss me off. But um, and they also had fucking the guy who played linebacker who ended up going Junior Seau, you know. Yeah, it was, they it did. was a fun team to watch. But Ladainian Tomlinson to me back then, when running back still meant something, was just so fun to watch. He was rip, he was breaking people's ankles. He was ripping through tackles for a smaller back, and he was just so fucking fast. The zero to sixty time was unbelievable. So yeah. that's probably my top three of just like exciting players I was excited to watch when I was growing up. So would you say like? Um, if you had to pick a team that you had no, like, you know, no, they affiliation were your home with. team, no affiliation to just a team that you had to watch game in and game out. Would it be, would it be the chargers? Yeah. I just love their colors as a kid. And if, if I ever created a team in Madden, I always gave them the chargers colors. It was, and they had LT, LD and I just loved them. Yeah. It was so fun to watch. So yeah, it was probably the Chargers. You know what mine would be. And it's not, it's not, it's not NFL. I'll give you one for the NBA. Okay. You know who I used to love watching, especially like come playoff time. Yeah. Because they had just such an electric building and like all the games would be so exciting. You're never, you, you would never in a million years. Right. Guess this. The Pistons. No. Oh. The Sacramento Kings. Oh, wow. I loved watching them. They had... They had Vladi Divac, they had Chris Weber, they had um uh Bobby, what's his name? The the, the short guy. Oh my god. I don't know. It's gonna drive me nuts. Was then it they before had, Mike Bibby? Was it before him? Yeah, it was when they had white chocolate, when they oh, had Jason Williams. Yeah, Jason Williams. That which was, yeah, was unbelievably then they had yeah. Peja Stoyakovich. Oh uh, three They had master. some guys. Yeah, dude, they um I gotta get this name of this one guy, it's gonna drive me nuts. Um, hold on here. Bobby Lee. No. Jason Williams, Chris Weber, Hidu Turkaloo. Oh, Turkaloo. Yeah. Dayakovich. Bobby Jackson was the guy I'm thinking okay. about. I remember him so much. Doug Christie, Vladi Divac, 
Dude, that team was yeah, so dude. electrifying. Turkaloo. Wow, that's a blast from the past, man. <laughs> dude, they were so shit. fun to watch because they had all these like European like marksmen <laughs> yeah. who could like fire threes. And then if you tried to guard them on the perimeter, they'd just go down low to Chris Weber, who was yeah. like a fucking like an assassin. And then you had Jason Williams like throwing the ball behind yeah. his back and through his legs to shit. like a guy on the other side. I mean, it was just a fun team to watch. Never cheered yeah. for them again after that, but yeah, the Sixers had Chris Webber for a minute, and that was a they decent did. team that we had. But he was he was sort of not the same you guy. By get then, guys but... past their prime, man. Always, always, <laughs> always, always. Unless it's Jimmy Butler. Unless it's Jimmy Butler. That's you true. You got him somehow in his prime, but not. <laughs> and then we immediately, as quickly as we possibly could, got, we got rid, rid of him. him. Couldn't couldn't get rid of him faster, to be uh, honest. But have um, fun with uh, with what's his name. Who's oh yeah, to, to, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Yeah, what a fucking all useless, a useless tit that guy is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Sucks. He's an um, absolute tit. By all right. the way, low key, a pretty fire episode. Considering pretty good episode. Nothing to talk about. There was zero to talk about, and we made something happen for over an hour here. Uh-huh. Um, but that's just what we do here at the Sportsman. Okay, no Mikey V. We still make it happen. We, we keep miss it rolling. He'll be back next week. Um, a good episode here, Joey D. That's another edition of the Sportsman. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube and the Instagram. Fire your questions on the Instagram. Mr. Anderson will rifle through those and he will send them to us and they will answer them on the show. Uh, but that's another good one, man. Um, we are the Sportsman. That's Joey D. I'm the big ticket. And we will see you next week.